Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA's Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we are going to talk about VUCA. VUCA. Listeners are probably wondering what language you're speaking. It's not a language, Carly. It's an acronym. The acronym stands for Volatility, Uncertainty, Complexity, and Ambiguity, VUCA. And when it comes to VUCA, we can't prepare, but we can plan. Okay, so, of course, we need you to explain that. So what do you mean by volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity? How does that apply to our listeners? So many of us think that these four things all describe the same thing. But actually, each of these is a thing itself and needs to be dealt with in a particular way. Volatility is the word that we use to describe the likelihood of rapid and unpredictable change, especially for the worst. Sound like anything that we're dealing with now? Yeah, that definitely sounds like our current COVID-19 situation. But prior to the COVID-19 situation, we saw volatility in terms of tariffs being uh, first imposed on imports of steel from Canada and Mexico, then being removed from Canada and Mexico, only to be threatened again to be applied to Mexico in order to persuade the Mexican government to take action on immigration. The USA has become a source of volatility in the world. That's as opposed to our historic role where the U.S. was typically seen as a shelter from the volatility that was rampant across the globe. Uncertainty also fits for COVID-19, and we're still dealing with that uncertainty. Right. I mean, will there be another wave? What will the new normal look like? When will all this be over? There are so many questions. That's absolutely what uncertainty is about. And then we have complexity. I can't imagine anything much more complex than COVID-19. Scientists are still learning how the virus works. First, they told us we can pick it up on surfaces. Now they're saying, not so much. They told us early on a mask won't protect you, but they will protect medical personnel. Then they ordered us to all wear masks. The World Health Organization and the CDC both disclaim wearing cloth face masks as PPE, as does our local OSHA uh, chair. Society is still learning how to live with this. The economy is trying to learn how to survive with this. This is pretty complex. Well, you are right. I mean, COVID-19 is so complex. We could actually be carrying the virus and not even show symptoms. So who knows what the next realization will be? You know, that's really a great question, Carly. At first, they thought this was a lung respiratory issue and ventilators were needed. Then they figured out that the ventilators and the lungs weren't the real issue It was the body's response to the virus. It showed up in the lungs, but it wasn't really the lungs. It's what's called a cytokine response. I have been following this, and now there is some pretty strong evidence that it's really 
not so much a respiratory virus as one that attacks our blood vessels. And guess what? There's an awful lot of blood vessels in our lungs. So much for complicated. So what about ambiguity? Ambiguity is the quality of being open to more than one interpretation. It's everywhere right now. Should I mention how you feel about the ambiguity surrounding face masks? No. <laughs> Hopefully listeners heard our previous podcast on why face masks aren't really a good idea to be worn in our shops. So how can our industry plan for volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity while we're in the middle of a VUCA moment? If they haven't already, they really need to diversify. And they need to diversify in several different areas. First off, I think the markets. If you're in the medical field right now making mechanical parts, high-precision parts for medical devices, you and your team are busy. You're working overtime. But if the majority of your business, your customers, are in automotive, specifically internal combustion automotive, your business is hurting. By diversifying your markets, your customers, one industry can take a hit without it destroying the bottom line at your shop. All right, so what else can be part of a VUCA plan? Diversify your customers. What should your ideal customer portfolio look like? How should it be weighted? Maybe you want to be in aerospace. Aerospace used to be a strong backlog market. We know all the customers. When is the last time you or anyone you knew took an airline flight anywhere? If you were 80% aerospace, you're hurting. But there are still customers in the aerospace area that are accepting orders and, and releasing parts. So diversify and balance your customers to assure that a major change to any one isn't a major change to your entire business plan. So we don't want to put all our eggs in one basket. Exactly. Just as we can get overweight in our portfolio of markets served or customers that we rely on, it is possible that we can be overweight in processes which may have served us well over the past decade, but are no longer up to the demands of our ever-changing market and customer requirements. Our technology tends to be driven by our customers served. So, when was the last time you and your team reviewed your technology portfolio to see what you have in excess? What could you add to improve throughput, quality, or new capability? And it goes without saying that not only the technology, but the talent that operates those processes, that operates that new technology, those people are the ones creating value for your customers. Cross-training is another consideration to help you deal with the potential impact of VUCA. A loss of one or two key performers could create its own VUCA event for your shop. All right, so we've discussed diversifying market, customers, and processes. I know you, materials has to be in here somewhere. You're right. Diversify your materials. So expand on that. What does that mean? In the past, our jobs 
were in large releases. They were made from free machining materials. They were loaded up with sulfur and lead. Today, I just reviewed a government heat treat standard, and one of the first criteria it had was, had the furnace been contaminated by any prior batches of material that had low melting materials in it, such as lead, antimony, bismuth, free machining additives, and sulfur above 250 parts per million. We're evolving our technology to more stringent materials with higher mechanical properties that are much more difficult to machine. We need to look at the quotes that we're not winning, and if they're telling us we're only getting the free machining jobs, we need to recalibrate. Mm, makes sense. Now, you wrote an article on this for Production Machining Magazine in September 2019, and that was before the words COVID-19, social distancing, flatten the curve, all became part of our everyday vernacular. So if someone wasn't prepared for this COVID-19 VUCA event, is it too late? It's not too late. Now is the best time in a long time to be in manufacturing. Our entire society has been home watching us, many with envy, over our being deemed essential workers. Now is the time for us as essential workers, as manufacturers, to lead our nation and our economy back to recovery. Now is the time to embrace the work that our friends and neighbors do. Now is not the time to buy from strangers overseas. Now is the time to recognize that just as we like local, locally grown foods, the work product of our friends and neighbors is worth cherishing as well. Economic patriotism isn't a zero-sum game. It is a time to make our economy more resilient by valuing the work that we all do instead of chasing blindly after that last nickel of savings. That sounds a lot like Better Together. That's how we work here at PMPA. Better Together, Carly. It's the recipe for our collective success. That wraps up today's discussion about VUCA. Thank you for joining me. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org. PMPA members benefit from PMPA's education, problem solving, resources provided, networking opportunities, benchmarking, trends, and updates. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast, Speaking of Precision, Mondays with Miles. Look forward to you joining me next week. Thank you.